Welcome to episode 28, season two of Relevant Conversations for All. Today's topic is going to be a continuation from last week's topic, which was on relationships. So this is relationships part two. Today's spotlight person is going to be Mississippi-born Fannie Lou Hamer, who was a voting rights activist and women's rights activist who worked to abolish racially based voting requirements in the South. That sounds familiar, aren't we doing that now? Um, at just six years old, Hamer started to work in the fields as a sharecropper, but in 1962, she decided to travel with 17 others to register the vote in the county courthouse in Indianola, Mississippi. Her act of defiance got her fired from the only job in life she had ever known just for registering to vote. But this only strengthened her fight for the cause. Hamer helped found and served as its vice chairperson, the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, and worked alongside with Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, and played an integral role in the fight for equal education. So uh, that is very poignant, reflecting back in 1962, the same circumstances are being fought for today. Um, yeah. Those that are listening, those who are not even listening, share with others, you need to protect your right to vote. Um, it's a shame, it's a sad day in the United States that we are still fighting for voting rights. Right, and we've talked about it being kind of on a cycle where we've had to revisit the same issues over and over again with regard to equality in this country for um, anyone besides those who belong in the establishment. Right. Uh, so it's very, it's disheartening uh, that, uh, it's almost 60 years later after uh, Fannie Lou Hamer uh, registered to vote. And to your point, we're revisiting it now. And unless uh, Congress acts to pass laws that uh, help remedy the situation, we will be revisiting it again. Yeah. So. That should bring forth tremendous sadness for all involved, not just for people of color, but for all people, because once there is permission given to interfere with the voting process for a select group of people, no one will be immune from that. So right. if we are interested in maintaining uh, democracy, then we must all, again, stand together and fight to protect voting rights. All right. Well, yep. Last week, as I mentioned, we touched base on relationships and we talked about uh, pretty much positive aspects and how to navigate through that. And again, just as a disclaimer, we are not here professing that we are experts on relationships. We are just speaking solely on our um, perception and based on what we have yep. experienced in our journeys. And we're talking about it because perhaps some of this can help someone else. So as always, uh, we'd like to hear from our audience and get some feedback and get your thoughts and opinions. All right, so 
um, there are, of course, negative aspects of relationships. Um, one of the things that you and I discussed before we started recording is that sometimes it can be difficult to um, assess when you're in a relationship as to whether you are actually experiencing a bad relationship. And there are so many different factors that can, that can play into um, that altering of the assessment. You know, sometimes uh -huh. it's, it's that physical attraction that hinders you from thinking clearly, or sometimes you just want the relationship to work for the sake of working. So you, right. <clears throat> an individual may end up sacrificing themselves um, mm -hmm. what they want and what they know they need in order to appeal to the other individual. Right. And you and and, know that does not work out well. It and, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think to that point, anytime when we talk about sacrifice, um, you know, that is, I think, common and expected and compromise yeah. when it comes to a relationship but Absolutely. when you have to make yourself smaller mm -hmm. to be in a relationship then that's problematic mm -hmm. or if you feel that you have to make someone else feel smaller in order for a relationship to work then that's problematic. You know, there are problems on both uh, ends of the spectrum there. Um, but there's, you know, to your point, there's compromise in everything in relationships that need to happen. Because as we discussed last week, what fun is it being in a relationship with the same exact person that you are? So uh, because people are different, there's going to be compromise, but where it becomes problematic is when it moves past compromise to uh, shrinkage right. of one person or the other. Absolutely. And by no means are we suggesting that there shouldn't be any commonality because it's the commonality that brings two people together. Um, right. What we are referring to is um, more of when you get to a crossroads in a relationship and you need to either resolve it or agree to disagree, that is where the, the compromise needs to come into play. Um, right. Can't have it all our way and the other person can't have it all their way. But there are times where it's just um, suitable for you sometimes to step back, you know, for minor things or, or it could be bigger things. It, it depends on the weight of the relationship and what is happening, the, the dynamics. Um, but that is what we're talking about, the um, sacrifice, because we choose to sacrifice and we feel good about having made that sacrifice. Right. Not the type of sacrifice where um, it takes away from who you are as an individual and mm -hmm. makes you feel less than worthy. Right. You know, and the distinction in that. Yeah. And, and there are times with... Uh, one or both people in a relationship that, you know, so sometimes there you need to take a step back in order to regain um, yourself or to deal with 
problems that you may have as an individual or that other person uh, may have as an individual in order to bring your best self to the relationship. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we are all works in progress. So, and that is something we touched on last week as well. If you think that because you have reached a certain age, there is no room to learn, then you are mistaken. You know, we learn from the moment we breathe to the moment we stop breathing. It is a constant, Mm -hmm. continuous learning process. And in understanding that, you know, that's where we can understand that, yeah, you can absolutely be wrong about something. Or you may absolutely need the time to self-reflect and become more self-aware and mindful as to your words and your actions and how it impacts someone else. Um, it's not acceptable to say, well, this is who I am. In exactly. The sense. It's not an acceptable statement to make, um, uh-huh. you know, because who you are may not be um, positive in its reflection on other people. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And that's what I'm saying in, in terms of bringing your best self to a relationship. Um, sometimes you can become better within a relationship and sometimes you have to step away in order to grow. Um, there are times where, uh, to your point about not saying, okay, this is who I am and I'm not going to change at this age. Uh, I think in general, not just in relationships, but in life uh, Mm -hmm. that people need to accept that we are all growing and learning to your point from the time we're born to the time we die. Mm -hmm. And as we grow and learn, hopefully we're growing into we're, we're evolving into our best self. Uh, but, and it's not saying that you're going to be, you know, at your evolutionary best when you enter into a relationship, but as long as you're willing to work and put the work in with that other person, uh, then, you know, you can still maintain something. However, to your point, the problem comes in when one person or both people decide, hey, you know, this is it, this is me, or this is us, and uh, they accept that there is no change or there is no evolution to be had. Right, exactly. And um, I just wanted to piggyback on something that you were saying about growth and relationships of all kinds, not just romantic relationships. Um, I remember someone comparing it to a rose bush. And just like we look at that beautiful rose bush and we see the roses and we don't want to cut away at anything um, that is overgrown in that rose bush, you know, unless we trim away those dead areas or those areas that are hindering the growth of the rose bush, it will never flourish into that beautiful plant that it is destined to become. So, Um, We are constantly trimming hedges as we grow in life, both in um, platonic relationships and sometimes even in romantic relationships. Um, Hopefully it doesn't happen too often in romantic relationships, but it does happen in terms of friendships. Um, 
you know, there are times, you, and I'm sure everyone can recall friends that they may have established in elementary school. And then when they approach middle school, they realize that they had gone in two separate directions or even middle school right. into high school, you know? Um, and that is the, the trimming that I'm talking about um, because you're growing and you're shifting, uh -huh. and you're moving in a different direction that perhaps that person who was your best friend in elementary school is now veering off down a path that is not for you. You know, right. so, uh, that is also a natural process. It can be a very hurtful process, but uh -huh. um, sometimes it's a very necessary process in growing. And I'm not talking right. about and just, you know, for self-serving purposes. I'm talking about, you know, a, a natural progression. Or sometimes it does have to be even more direct where um, yeah. you have negative aspects coming into that relationship and you just have to take that step back, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. and, and to your point, you know, um, platonic, romantic, which is, you know, it can be harder because it's complicated by a lot of other stuff when you move into a romantic uh, realm. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, you know, um, I think we talked about offline, there's the attraction, there's the not wanting to be alone. Um, there's, you know, sometimes even children involved yes. and you don't want to not only disrupt your lives or your partner's lives, but their lives as well. So uh, many times it ends up that people uh, stay put, even though they know that the relationship itself is, uh, has either, is no longer in existence or they've outgrown the romantic part of the relationship and it's more just a friendship. And I'm not making light of friendships because they are important, uh, but recognizing what type of relationship you're in is important as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and to piggyback again off of what you're saying, it, it's so important to understand that we can only change ourselves. Sometimes we go right. into relationships knowing um, that there are things that um, would rub us wrong, so to speak, or we're not particularly comfortable with. And there is sometimes an assumption made that you can fix that other person. We are not here right. to fix other people. Certainly we can help them along in a healing process and that's a very positive thing to do. But in terms of taking on the task of attempting to fix someone who is not ready to be healed, that is quite right. a different thing. So that is, what I mean when I say we can only change ourselves and hopefully in changing ourselves, we become a better example, not just for that person that you're in a relationship with or that friend that you're in a relationship with, but as a model to the people around us in general, you know? Um, right. That's so significant. And, you know, um, in my room, yeah. I also found out that, you know, in reflecting back in relationships that did not work, um, I had to be honest with myself and, and recognize the fact that there were things that I saw and I knew were not right for me. But for whatever mm -hmm. reason, and there are multitudes of reasons that people make this decision to do this, I moved forward anyway, you know. Um, so mm -hmm. it was not necessarily 
a complete surprise when it did not work out because I saw the very thing that became more pronounced later on. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And to, to that point, mm -hmm. I know so many people, probably even including myself, uh, that that's happened to. And then later on down the line, when things don't work, you end up kicking yourself saying, but I invested so much time. Now, you know, I have to make this work. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> right. Right. So, and nothing is is ever really a waste of time, because there are lessons that right. we gather along the way, and those are mm -hmm. not lessons to make us hard on other people that we meet. Those lessons are there right. to help us identify the things within ourselves that we need to fine tune and pay attention to in right. selecting friends and mm -hmm. selecting a mate or partner or anything of that nature, you know? Um, but, you know, love is blind, right? In in midst of everything, everything right. looks amazing, right? And then, yeah. and then yeah. you get to the point where yeah. um, the reality of what you have is there. And hopefully when that veil is removed, you still see um, the bulk of why you were attracted to that person to begin with, whether it's a friendship or again, romantic relationship yeah um, if, if yeah and, and it, it remains consistent right and to your to that to that point um the things that we look past and say and convince ourselves that we can live with or um make ourselves smaller in order to accept Mm -hmm. Those are the things um, that we look at in the moment and, and convince ourselves on. And then at the end of that time, you're like, well, why did I do that? Right. And there was, you know, like something within you about saying uh, I can't fail, you know to your point about us fixing ourselves, mm -hmm. that we have to realize that whatever we accepted was something, it's a, maybe a fault of the other person, but the fact that we accepted it is a fault that we, we have to look to within ourselves in order to correct. So mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Right, right. And, you know, all things require balance. And it, Mm -hmm. before you can sometimes even speak the words reflective of the imbalance, you feel the imbalance. You know, um, mm -hmm. if one person is more vested emotionally than the other person, you can feel that balance, that imbalance, I should say. Um, and these are the things you need to pay attention to. And I'm not saying that if you haven't come across that feeling of imbalance that you just walk away. Um, Anytime mm -hmm. relationship is or should be worthy of at least one conversation regarding the situation. And depending on how that conversation right. goes, I mean, some people, you know, if you're not ready to fix something within yourself or if the other person's not ready to fix something within themselves, um, then it may go south very quickly. But if mm -hmm. 
both parties involved or the group of people involved are willing to take a look at themselves and be self-aware and be mindful of what the other person is saying and actually hear what the other person is saying, um, then sometimes that can be resolved because people show love, people show concern in different ways, right? And it doesn't mean that right. one way is better than the other. It just means that that is how that person reflects caring. And it's important to understand that dynamic between two people or a group of people when it comes to a friendship, understanding how that dynamic is displayed. Because for someone who's expecting gifts, for example, all the time to show love, mm-hmm. and you're not a gift giver all the time, then they may perceive that as you not loving them. You know, and right. that whole other conversation, that, that whole love language. I'm not sure if I. Um, yeah. And it. 100%. I was actually, I was going to uh, mention that um, when you decide to enter into a relationship, um, you know, like sometimes people are very upfront with their love language. <laughs> However, you know, other times they're they're not as easy to decipher. So, you know, that's a conversation uh, just to find out what the person's love language is. Do they know what their love language is? And uh, to have that conversation, because to your point, the way that one person loves or shows love may not be the way that the other person is ready to receive it or can receive it because that's not their love language. So that's just another part of communication there. Right, and sometimes people do also misunderstand their own love language. Mm -hmm. For example, um, if someone's love language is receiving gifts, it doesn't mean that they are to be showered with gifts 24 seven. Right, the only means of showing love. It mm-hmm. it means essentially that when they receive a gift, they feel loved. Right, right. When they right. feel loved and appreciated. Yeah, and that's the thing. Also, is that um, it's just like if you take a personality test and uh, someone is considered an extrovert or an introvert. Everyone has a little bit of those types of personalities in them. So I can be an extrovert at, in some, some situations and an introvert in others. So just because someone identifies their primary love language, to your point, it doesn't mean that that's their love language 24-7. You know, it would kind of be ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, it depends, is definitely uh, situational. And as I said before, if someone's saying, hey, my uh, primary uh, love language is, um, you know, food, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you know, I love when someone cooks for me. Okay, I, you cannot cook for someone 24-7, but you may love them. 24 7 so um that's just you know a way to your point to show hey you know I appreciate you here you are but you know that other person has to be able to receive love in other ways as well and to feel loved 
Absolutely, absolutely. And and that reinforces the significance of actually um, seeing someone. And I put that in quotes because it, it does not encompass the visual of that individual. What I'm speaking to is um, seeing who they are as an individual and understanding who they are as an individual. And I think the majority of people just want to be able to be seen and understood. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and again, that goes across the board in all types of relationships. Right. Sometimes we can forget that because sometimes we can make an assumption that because we feel and think a certain way that the other person feels and thinks the same way and interprets things the same way in which we do. And such is not the case. Right. And um, to that point, I I have a a friend of mine um, that I was having a conversation with the other day. And it was funny because I made a comment that was a trigger from her for for her from another situation that she uh that that she had encountered and she mentioned okay well I have to correct you on that which is not necessarily a trigger but it makes me uh stop in a conversation to say okay what am I being corrected on because you know parents, teachers, all of that, they correct. As adults, we have conversations. So um, it was more so, it was a a simple statement or observation that I've made in my life. And once, you know, we talked it through, like I said, as a friend, it's just more so like, okay, I recognize that that's a trigger, but for, for me, I had to be willing to listen in that friendship and to say, okay, so something hit a nerve. Let me find out why, you know, you don't necessarily want to upset your friends, but you don't want to shrink either but you want to listen and try to understand that other individual and what's going on. And if you can't do that in a friendship or a partnership, whatever type of relationship it is, uh, the other person to your point can't feel seen. Cause if I just said, no, I'm right, you're wrong. Then we're just stuck in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So, um- you know, listening can be quite the challenge, especially if the conversation is emotionally generated. You know, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to hear what the other person is saying because you feel some kind of way, you know? And right. it, it takes a tremendous amount of self-awareness and mindfulness not to shut down and focus on what you're going to say next, but rather listen to what the other person has to say. And again, that's all part of being able to see someone. And and that's not easy. It is not easy right. to do, you know, because sometimes someone might be stepping on your toes while they're speaking. And yeah. they might even be name calling, you right. know, and you know right. you're not that type of person, but you know, sometimes it's just the fact of knowing that you're not that type of individual that they are speaking of. Mm-hmm can stop you and have you hear what that person is saying so that when they're done, you can speak to what they've said. You know, now, um, I've gotten to a point in my life where 
I don't want to constantly defend who I am as an individual, mm-hmm. um, especially for those who have long, known me for a long period of time. I should right. not have to do that. You know, if you know, for example, that I call you every day and one day I don't call you, rather than taking the negative aspect of it and saying, oh, you know, how dare she not call me? You know, mm-hmm. there be more of a seeing, if you will, and saying, well, maybe something has happened. Right. Or there must be something else going on because I always get a call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I right. have encountered um, some friends along my journey where um, I've communicated with them on a regular basis. And when I didn't, because of something that came up unexpectedly, I caught backlash. And then I had to go to right. the, the hedges kind of thing. And I had to take another look and say, well, wait a minute, what is actually happening here? You know, because right. if you're calling yourself a friend for 10 plus years and you're questioning something that you know is on like my character, then how well are you seeing me? Right. Right. So check it. You, yeah. So if that's a pattern and a pattern is broken, then check in. Right. Don't uh, don't accuse or, you know, get upset. Right. Um, check in and see what's going on, because it could be, you know, it could be something within that relationship or it could be something totally separate Absolutely. from that relationship that's happening. But either way, I would think to your point, if we've been friends that long that you would want to know. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You know, so. um to our earlier points too, you know, longevity does play a role in, in how you address things, um, right. but it should not be a hindrance in the addressing of things. You know, in other words, like you had mentioned earlier, we don't just sit back and say, well, this is the way it's always been. Right. So you make your bed and then you lie in it, but that, you know, that's not how it should be. Uh, all levels of communication should be offered through all levels of relationships. Yep. If, if you're calling yourself a friend, then you need to be open to conversation. And you need to be open to understanding, hey, you know, our perceptions may be different. And that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. You know, as long as it's not harming anyone, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. we're different people, you know. Um, but these are all life lessons. This is all part of the journey. And again, you have to be open to um understanding that work in progress that we all are right and i i think first and foremost um communication is important when things are going well and when things are going not so great you have to be able to communicate and if that's lost at any point um you have to find a way back to it in order to, I think, preserve or and or uh, remedy any issues that that come up in any type of relationship. Absolutely. I agree. So um, here we are at the end of our session for this week. It seems to go so quickly. Yeah, the topics that we talk about. But again, as I mentioned in the beginning, we would love to hear some feedback. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if there are questions or things that you would like to have us discuss on the air, if you'd like to be a guest, please also let us know. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate um, our 
listening audience. Um, please continue to listen. Please continue to like us on Instagram too and show some love and on Spotify as well. All right. Well, thank you. Be safe out there. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Um, keep yourself and other people safe and we will see you next time. Thank you.